This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is Gene Hilton from Spirit of Prophecy Ministries, inviting you to join me each week on Saturday at 12 noon to our program, Raising the Standard. I will be raising the standard of biblical interpretation regarding Rosh Hashanah and the Messianic Kingdom to come with a Jewish Messianic perspective. Tune in and allow the Spirit of Prophecy to touch and change your life. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarbis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This week, Pastor Jason will be speaking on the love of the Father. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. The power of a made-up mind. Say that with me. The power of a made-up mind. The book of Daniel was written by a man named Daniel. It's written after the, after the namesake of the guy that wrote the book. And it's a very reflective book in a lot of ways. It's very reflective uh, in the lifestyle of that day because it's also like the lifestyle of today. A lot of the stuff that was going on in Daniel's time we see going on in our culture today. There's a lot of false gods. There's a lot of false worship. I mean, today in this society, this culture we live in, we have the, 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 the God of materialism. People are always going to try to get everything they can get and can all they can get and sit on the can. Amen. Mm? Everybody looking out for number one or, or for their own interests. We've seen this, this thing in society, this, this self-determination, this selfish ambition, this, this thing of looking out for number one take hold in our society. Today. And that's a lot of what was going on in the time of Daniel and it, we see that condition in our culture today. Daniel was a Hebrew. He was part of the children of Israel. His parents were Jewish. He grew up that way. He was raised in the Jewish faith. He understood the feast. He understood the, the Jewish rituals. He understood the law. He knew what it meant to be chosen. He knew what it meant to be in covenant with God. But his nation had been overrun by a group of people from Babylon. Everybody say Babylon. 
They were called the Babylonians. And Babylon today is primarily in the region of the world that we call Iraq. It's where Isis is crucifying and slaughtering Christians today. It's been a very chaotic part of the world ever since the beginning. Mm. Come on, help me this morning, amen. I mean, the Middle East has been the, 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 the central focus of where the power of the world shifts since the very beginning. Mm. The word Babylon comes from the root word, which means to confuse or to bring into confusion. I mean, it, the, the Tower of Babel was in that region, and that a lot of people came together, and they went to go build this big tower that would, they would said that we would reach God. And as they did, that the, God, the Bible says that God sent an angel, and he confused their tongues so that nobody understood it, everybody. And, and that's what Babel means. It means to not be able to understand. It means that confusion was brought. That's how God stopped the project. Amen. Babylon took over the lives of the children of Israel, brought them into the captivity, and the ploy was to bring confusion to their lives by teaching them different doctrine from generation to generation than what they had been taught in the land of Israel. Now, how many of you know there's two captivities in the Bible? There's the captivity of Egypt, and there's the captivity of Babylon. In the captivity of Egypt, what happened is, is Joseph, you know the story of Joseph, goes to Egypt, and then 400 years later, all the children of Israel are in bondage. They're in slavery to Pharaoh. They're, they're not living the life that they had started out living. They stayed in a place of blessing too long, and it became a curse. I mean, when you stay in a blessing too long, when you get into a place too long, when it's time to come out, if you don't, it can turn into a curse. Come on, God wants you to grow up. Come on, that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier. You can't just coast on yesterday's manna. You got to keep moving forward. You got to keep pressing in to what's next. So in the land of Egypt, what was taking place was is they were in bondage and they were in slavery to Pharaoh, but they still were Jewish people. They still practiced the feast. They still had their sacrifice. They still served the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They never lost their identity, although they were in bondage. But now, a thousand years later, thousands of years later, here they are, they're in Babylon, and they're not just enslaved and held in bondage in Babylon as slaves, but now they are being indoctrinated. Now they're trying to have their brains washed. They're being changed. They're trying to get their identity changed to confuse their, that's what Babel means. It means to confuse their identity or confuse their direction of where they come from so they don't really know who they are. I mean, that's a lot of what's going on in our country today in public universities and state universities. Universities that started out as very Christian and godly universities now teach a very anti-God, anti-Christian message. And if you believe in God and you go to a very well-known university, you get laughed out if you believe in God. Come on, they indoctrinate. There's been a time in this nation, especially in this last generation, where we send our kids off whom we've homeschooled or we've put in private Christian school and we've raised up in the, in the knowledge of God and we put a strong foundation of the truth in their life, a strong foundation uh, of the love of God in their life and they graduate high school and they love God, they love Jesus, they, they served in youth group, they've been on mission trips and then we send little junior off to a great college and three years later they come back and they don't believe in God anymore. They get indoctrinated. And see, this was the system that was taking place in Babylon. And they were, they, they were taken into captivity. Daniel was taken in with three other men whom we know from Scripture to be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These guys were three contemporaries of Daniel. They were all friends together. And all four of them were taken into captive into Babylon as teenagers. They, were, they weren't just put out. They were taken into the palace. They were taken into the kingdom as examples of the king's goodwill towards the, 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 the nation of Israel. That, yeah, we are going to enslave you, but we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you a better life. We're going to teach you a better system. 
And Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were supposed to be the example to the rest of the Jewish people of how great Babylon was. They weren't grown men. The, the Bible teaches that they were young men, and, and, and that means that they were probably from the age around 13 to 16 years old when they took them into captivity. And the strategy that the Babylon Empire had was to remove anything of their Jewish heritage out of their life, anything that had a connection with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, anything that had a connection with their heritage as a covenant people. So they would use these young men as ploys or emissaries in the Babylon Empire trying to influence and persuade and control the rest of the Hebrews. The Bible said there, there were three things that they did. Somebody say three things. First of all, they made sure that these teenagers got enrolled in Babylonian universities. They went to schools in Babylon. They had to go to Babylonian schools where they were taught about the Babylonian gods, the Babylonian culture. The Bible declares that one of the things that separated Daniel from the rest of them was that he was very intelligent. He was very smart, amen? He came from a very noble family, a family that was very respected in his culture. Daniel was just, wasn't an ordinary Jew. He was somebody that was kind of special. And he had to enroll in these schools, in, the, in these Babylonian schools. He didn't resist this because he understood that he could get a good education in these schools. And they could teach him some things that he probably didn't know. And he also knew that what was in him and his covenant with God wouldn't be broke so they would never steal his identity. The second thing they did was they changed their names. I mean, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not the Hebrew names of three Hebrew children. Those were the names that the king of Babylon gave those three kids. And that's how why we know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel is the Hebrew name. That was his name as a young man. But when he came, they gave him a Babylonian name too. And it was called Belshazzar. Everybody say Belshazzar. The word Daniel means this. It means God is my judge or God is the one who judges. He's the one who tells me whether it's wrong or right. He's, he's the umpire. He's the determiner of my life. He, he's the one that sets the course of my life for what's right or what's wrong. It's from the root word Dan, which was a tribe, one of the original tribes that was established through the children of Jacob. Dan, God is my judge. So they enrolled them in their schools and they changed their names and they tried to change their identity. Daniel didn't even, the Bible really says that he didn't even really exist the name change. He was okay with going to school and he was okay that they called him Belshazzar. And throughout the whole 70 years of his life, he referred to himself as his Babylonian name a few times in scriptures. And other people referred to him that way. He served five different kings in his position and during that time he was called that name often they referred to him as that name and it didn't really cause him any resistance there was nowhere in the bible where it says that daniel resisted that name or he resented that name he was kind of okay with it but the third thing that they did to daniel is they came along and they tried to alter his diet they tried to alter what he fed on and the bible says that when they came to daniel and said you will now eat the king's meals you're going to drink his wine. You're going to eat his food. And the Bible says that Daniel resisted and said, no, I ain't doing that. I ain't going to eat his food. I ain't going to do it. I purposed in my heart. I'm not going to do it. I don't mind going to your schools. I don't mind going to your universities. Change my name if you want to, but I will not eat the king's food. Now, how many of you know in the natural mind, we think, well, that's kind of dumb. Oh, you know, why would he let them go influence him in college? And speaking to his life, all these mistruths about other gods and put down his God. Why would he go and do that? Why would he not resist them wanting to change his name? Why wouldn't he stand for his identity, his name that was given to him by his parents? Why wouldn't he stand for that? Well, what we need to understand this morning is that in Babylon, in the Babylonian culture, food that was ever eaten or wine that was ever drank had to be offered to the Babylonian gods before you could eat it or you could drink. And Daniel said, no, I'm not doing it. 
I mean, it's still common in our culture today that before you sit down and you eat your food, what do you do? You offer a blessing. How many know you're offering it up as a blessing to God, that it's going to bless your body, that God blesses you? Come on, we, we say grace over our prayer, don't we? We exalt God when we pray. We thank God for our food. Well, that was very common in Daniel's day also. They would take the food and they would offer it up to the idols of the Babylonian Empire as a means to say thank you to their God for blessing their nation and blessing their food. And then they would eat it. And Daniel said, no, I'm not going to eat that food offered up to those gods. He said, I'm drawing a line right here. This is where I say no because I'm not going to participate in something that's been offered to a false god. And the Bible says that he purposed. Somebody say purposed. He purposed in his heart that he was not going to eat the king's food. In other words, he made up his mind. So I said he made up his mind. I mean, there's somewhere in his heritage as a young man and a teenager, Daniel made up his mind. He set, drew a line in the sand, and he said, this line I will never cross. My mind is made up. Here's what the Bible says about him. The Bible says he was intelligent. Look at your neighbor and say, I can see myself in that scripture. Hmm? He was intelligent, the Bible says. The Bible says he was good-looking. I, I found myself right there in that part. Mm. I said he was good-looking. The Bible said that he had no blemishes on his skin. There was no blemishes. He was, he was GQ qualified, man. He was magazine cover. He was a men's health quarterly, amen? Mm. He was intelligent. He was good-looking. He was well-educated. He had great giftings. The Bible says that he was young, that he had energy, that people looked up to him, that when he spoke, people listened. But watch this. Somewhere in the early days of Daniel, he was taught something that all of us need to understand in this room today, and that is that the greatest power that every living human being has on this planet and possesses in their life is the ability to choose. Nobody can take that away from you. Daniel understood that greater than all the armed forces, greater than every educational center that was out there, greater than the power of, of people calling you names, greater than any adversary that comes against you, greater than any place that you could ever go in life, greater than the place that you work, greater than your employees, greater than the culture that you live in, greater than the place that you live, the greatest power that you and I possess this morning is the power to choose in this natural realm that we live in. You and I have the ability to make decisions for our life. Come on, slap somebody high five and say, you can choose. And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church. There's a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 says this 
says, I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Somebody say, I got to choose. Hmm? In other words, I'm giving you a choice. I'm making it plain for you. And I'm even giving you a cheat sheet. It's up to you. I'm still, I'm going to tell you what to choose, but you choose. Come on. He said, I got life and death, but let me help you. Choose life. Don't choose death because it will kill you. I am so amazed today that when we are confronted with the adversary of our life, when we're confronted with being aggravated, when we're confronted with frustration, when we're confronted with offense, that our default position is to constantly choose death. Choose life. Hmm? He said, I'm setting before you today life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Choose the blessing. Don't choose the curse. You say, well, what do you mean? I mean, when somebody's all up in your face yelling at you, choose the blessing. Mm. Jesus brings this whole thing up when he's up there on the mountain and he's preaching one of his first sermons, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And it's the Beatitudes. It's the attitudes that all of us have and the things that should be a part of our mindset if we're going to live the life that God has put in front of us. And in that Sermon on the Mount, this is the fact that he talked about. He said, hey, listen to me closely, that reality is full of choices. The reality that you live is full of choices. The life that you live is determined by the choices that you make. You cannot really stand up and say the devil did it to me. Somewhere you had to make a decision to let the devil do it to you. You decided. You opened your mouth when you knew you should have kept it closed. You went there when you knew you shouldn't have gone. You stayed home when you knew you should have went. Somebody makes a choice. Come on, is this helping anybody this morning? He said this. He said, in fact, life is made up of two pathways. He said, there's a broad path. Somebody say a broad path. And he said, there's a lot of people that find that way. You know why? Because they don't know how to keep their mouth shut. The broad path is full of people with a loud mouth demanding their own way. Oh, come on. That's worth everything you came here for today. It's the broad path. He said, it's a path that everybody finds, and on that path, it leads to destruction. It's easy to get on. All you got to do is think about yourself. It has no real major challenges in it. You just got to give in to the flesh and be nasty and mean. All you got to do is just lay down. And when you do that, it will lead to destruction in your life. And most of the people in this world are on that path. Come on now. But he said this, he said, there's a narrow path. Shout, there's a narrow path. And he said, this path, the narrow path is difficult to find. It's challenging to get on the narrow path, but it is a path that leads to life. You got to learn how to walk in faith. You got to learn how to believe God. You got to learn how to bite your lips sometimes. You got to learn how to love somebody in the face, in their face when they're not loving you. You got to learn how to be quiet when somebody's all up in your face. You got to learn how to appreciate people that don't appreciate you. It's a hard path. Come on now. But those that find it shall have eternal life. 
they shall be blessed. They'll walk in favor, favor with God and favor with men. Come on, help me, amen. Listen to me, Jesus was saying this. You better hold on to your seat this morning, amen? Because this one, when I say this, it upsets some people. Let me just tell you this. This is what Jesus was saying. Not everybody's going to heaven. I know there's a lot of doctrine out there today that says, well, everybody's going to go to heaven. No, everybody's not going to heaven. Come on, you can shout if you want to, but that's the truth. Everybody's not going to heaven. He said there are going to be more people on the broad path than those that are on the narrow path. That means that most of the people that you encounter in life are not going to heaven. Just let that settle down into you for a minute. But he said the people that get on the narrow path, the people that make the hard choices, the people that lay their life down, the people that learn how to love in the face of adversity, the people that learn how to prefer, the people that learn how to love their enemies, the people that call on the name of the Lord. Come on, help me somebody, amen? Amen. They're going to find the narrow path. They're going to live for eternity. Come on, help me. Praise the Lord. See, there's a myth that goes on in our culture and all around the world that sometimes we're taught that we are all children of God. That's not true. We're not all children of God. Amen? We, we taught this in songs and we all talk about, hey, we're all the children of God. Let's just, we're going to sing. We're happy. Hmm? Let me just make an announcement to you today because I need to help somebody. I want to tell you the truth. We are not all children of God. Hmm? Everybody's not God's child. Hmm? Sometimes we grow up and we sing, we sing the songs, we're all God's children. Let's hold hand in hand around the world. It's a small world after all. No, we're not all God's children. That's not in the Bible. Hmm? Everybody is God's creation. Everybody was created by God, but not everybody is God's child. The Bible says in order for you to become his children, you have to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and receive him as your father. He's got to be your Savior and your Lord. He's got to save you, then you've got to follow him. Somebody say, well, I asked him into my heart and then I lived the way I wanted to. Well, you got to make him Lord too. He's got to be the Lord of your life. Amen. It says, to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. You can't become a son of God unless you receive him. If you're not under his authority, if you're not under his fatherhood, if you're not under his lordship, how many of you know then you're not his child? Mm. Don't matter if you got blue eyes, green eyes, you walk around. Listen, you're not his child, you're his creation. You can look like a human being, and you are God's creation, but you're not his child. That means that you're on the same path that everybody else is on. But if you're determined to find the narrow path, you can find the narrow path for your life. If you really want to live life forever. If you really want to spend eternity with Jesus. If you really want to go to heaven, amen. So Daniel understood this. He understood, i got to make a choice. Because watch this. There are consequences to every choice you make. There are good consequences to good choices, and there are bad consequences to bad choices. Come on, amen. I know that hamburger was delicious, but there's a concept. Come on now.
Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries 
Thanks, Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.